0: We are live here again on Facebook. It it is a great, grand day. It's going to be 50 degrees in western Pennsylvania today. I'm hoping the weather for the next 10 days to 14 days looks like 40s, 50s, 58 Saturdays. So maybe this is the turn of the weather. And and surely in the next week we'll get rid of all the snow that's sitting around in piles. Hi, I'm Tom Young. I'm here to change your life, change your future, and make things easier to understand for all of the aspects of your life. The holistic approach that I take, I have been using in my life for a long time. I've been 45 years in this financial services business, and boy, it's been a journey. It's been a journey down the wrong road a few times, and, and but I found my way back with the help of the Lord above. And as we start every presentation, I want to start today again with prayers for everybody affected by COVID, uh, the China virus. Uh, It's interesting that there was an article I read yesterday that said that, you know, there were cases randomly in this Wuhan town or wherever it is uh, as early as the middle of November. So this is something that they knew was there. Somebody mismanaged it, uh, mishandled it. It's a long story, I'm not gonna go there. It won't make any difference to our future. At this point in time, we need to deal with it as as we face every day of our lives. We wanna send out our prayers for everybody. We also wanna send out our prayers for the loved ones that have been lost and, and for those that have lost loved ones, that the Lord would open his arms and take them and gather them into his heaven above. Got some bad news yesterday, my wife's brother shoveling snow, had a heart attack and, and passed away. So it was not COVID, uh, but he was shoveling snow. They had about a foot of snow and he was out shoveling it. Unfortunately, his heart gave away and uh, he was in under 67, 68 years old. Uh, but with that being said, uh, let's get on with our show today. We're, we're, we're talking about the book called Psycho-Cybernetics, there it is, okay, self-fulfillment. This is an old book, you can see it's quite yellowed, uh, and it's got marks in it that I have gone through it, so for the next few weeks, we're going to get into this book, and, and we're going to tie it together with what we're really trying to do. I, I think you would agree with me that we are all trying to be, or working towards, being better, having more, more certainty in our life, more peace of mind, more happiness. Sometimes I refer to what I do as providing people, sleep insurance, but that's really what we're trying to do. We're headed for the future, whatever it may bring. And the goal is to be as ready, to be as prepared as we can be for the future. You know, the future is has its own big challenges that are sitting out there that cannot be denied. They are not going to go away. And we will all eventually be sucked in to the problem some way or another. There are a lot of theories of what's going to happen, but you cannot deny the us dot org. You cannot deny the $28 trillion of debt that the government has borrowed, and right now they are borrowing trillions more. And I, 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 I'm i an intelligent guy, I believe, and, and I just see no feasible way to pay this debt. Right now on that CBO website, the, the usdebtclock.org it's not political, the Congressional Budget Office, which are, in my words, the CPAs of the federal government, and this chart tracks all the movement of money in, in, in real time. Today, the next second, the next minute, the next hour, the numbers are constantly moving because of what's going on. Uh -uh. I can't fathom because it's $222,000 per taxpayer. And the last number I had on there was 156 million and something workers in America. I guess those would be the taxpayers. So that's almost half of the entire US population. If I take it per individual, it's about $87,000 $88,000. So if you've got five people in your household, take five times $87,000. That's your share. So I, I just, I don't believe in any way, shape or form that it's going to be solved by raising taxes, taking money from the rich. There's just, there's not enough money. So the big world, one world government is talking about a reset. What does it mean? I I, I don't really know, but, but there is going to be a reset in some way, because the money that is owed to the World Bank, the central banking system of the world, which the Federal Reserve of, of America is part of. And the question I raised the other day is, is where, where are they getting this money? You know, we already borrowed 1.9 or $2 trillion last year for the COVID response. And now they're talking about another 1.9 trillion. But the thing that disturbs me are all of the hundreds of billions of dollars that are in what are known as earmarks. Which is our tax dollars that are go go to other countries, other things other than COVID relief and recovery. Our politicians have sold us out, both sides. I I don't pick sides, but they are all at fault. At the mess that we're sitting in right now. Now, With all that being said, let's get down to some positive attitude stuff. Instead of all that negative that is not going to go away. So what does it really mean to you and I? When I talk to folks about retirement and retirement planning, and we're talking about reaching goals, the typical financial world wants you to set a goal on a a, a net worth number. In other words, how much money am I going to need when I get to retirement to continue my income with adjustments for inflation for as long as I live? Those are tough questions. So the typical financial world that in their in their analysis to paralysis hat and their Monte Carlo simulations that they do, they say, okay, based on the income you earn today. Now wait a minute. The income I earn today is not, it's not where I want to be. It's not the ideal income that I want to earn but that's what the typical financial planner is going to use and some math and some assumptions. And you know, what assume means that's out of you and me, excuse me. But that's really what it's about. So they make all these assumptions on what's going to happen. They assume an interest rate. Okay. Well, realistically, what interest rate do you have to earn on the money that you save so that when you get to that magic date, you call retirement, you have enough money that will generate income for you for the remainder of your life with adjustments for inflation. Okay. Well, that's the interest rate. I'm going to assume. Now imagine the assumed rate back in the nineties and eighties, people were making assumptions with eight, 10 and 12% interest. Where did it go? The historical rate of return for the Standard & Poor's, which is the Broad Market Index, is about 4.8 over the history of the Standard & Poor's. Now, if you add dividends, which aren't guaranteed, they go up and down, they change every year, That the average rate of return is about 8%. Now, that sounds all well and good, but there's one big fly in that ointment. Yeah, I said, fly in the ointment. Depending on when I start and when I stop, it's going to either make that average work or not work. In planning, I was taught to use a concept called sequence of returns. And that is assuming that I have more than just my... 401k in a portfolio of mutual funds, stocks, bonds, or whatever. Cause if that's where all my money is long-term and I go to retire and I start drawing income off of that, well, what if the market goes down 20 to 40%? Like it did in 2020 in March, like it did in 2008 when the banks melted down because of the derivatives. What if it goes down 40, 50% two years in a row in 2000, 2001 and 2002. And before that, it was 1987. You getting the idea? So if there's a big drop in the stock market in any one year, and that's where all your money is, and you have a big, big loss, what's going to happen if you continue to take withdrawals out of that account? I'll tell you what's going to happen. You're going to accelerate the demise of that contract. So you must have diversification in other places, not a diversified stock portfolio. You must have diversified assets, non correlating assets, i.e. cash value, permanent life insurance, real estate holdings. Which are the two biggest and best ways to prepare for the future? For number one, the life insurance companies dividend paying mutual life insurance companies. Let me say that again, dividend paying mutual life insurance companies and you own whole life insurance. It is good for your whole life. That's, that's really what it's about but it isn't just a death benefit product. It has cash value that allows you to open the concept of Nelson's idea of becoming your own banker. That's where the secret is. The secret is in controlling your money. Isn't it interesting if you go to a bank And the two primary things that they will loan money on almost without question, number one is real estate. Number two is cash value life insurance, primarily whole life insurance because of the certainty that is inside that product. It's why the Federal Reserve recommends their member banks use that product for their tier one money. They fund all of their pension and benefits for employees with that product. It's called BOLI, B-O-L-I, Google it. Go on the internet and do your own research. And the other one for corporations is COLI, C-O-L-I, Corporate Owned Life Insurance. Do some research, folks. Don't just listen to the opinion of people out there that, that don't know what they're talking about in a macroeconomic sense. They're only focusing right here. They want, they remember the four rules. I want all your money, more ongoing, keep forever, give back as little as possible. That is their four rules for their success. It is not part of your success. Why do they do exact, very, very different with the money that they control than what they tell you to do with your money? Because if you do what I'm telling you to do with your money, the banks have less profit, they get less access and less use on the money, and that movement of that benefit moves to you. That's what it's about. Now, in Nelson's book, I'm gonna share my screen here, and, and and if I lose control of it, I guess that's what's gonna happen, because it happened before. Uh, so, I'm going to share my screen, and there's a couple little anecdotes here that Nelson put up just for us. And I'm going to go over this and we're going to wrap it up for today, and then I will be back tomorrow with more about setting goals. But if I share the screen, there it is. And, and in sharing that screen, you know what you see? You're seeing. The problem in America isn't so much what people don't know. It's the problem is what people think they know that just isn't so. And that was by Will Rogers, great American philosopher, Will Rogers. The second one is a screen. The human animal is a learning animal. We like to learn we are good at it. We don't need to be shown how or made to do it. What kills the process are the people interfering with it or trying to regulate it or control it. The truth, indeed, is something that mankind, for some mysterious reason, instinctively dislikes. Every man who tries to tell it is unpopular, and even when, by the sheer strength of his case, he prevails he is put down as a scoundrel without big banks socialism would be impossible Vladimir Lenin now I'm gonna I'm gonna move us back to me hopefully Well, doesn't look like I'm going to get it back. Doesn't look that way. Got to be a choice here to unshare. I'm searching home chat contacts. I don't know why it's doing this, but it is. So let me get some things moved around here and get back on track get that out of the way. And we're going to get this one out of the way. We're going to move around. And now you can see my screen there. And and, and guess what? We're going we're to open this thing up. And we're going to unshare.